I don't like religion. Religion is lifeless. Religion is legalistic. Religion, I, I, in fact, I'm going to tell you, the older I get, the more I hate religion. But I love relationships. I love relationships with my family. I love relationships with you. I love re relationships with people. And I love a relationship with a loving God. want to start off first of all saying thank you. Thank you church. Thank you those that are watching and participated. I know that not everyone got to come yesterday uh, to the celebration service for uh, my brother, our brother, our friend, our faithful. I could go on and on and talk about it, but uh, him. And uh, But I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the way that you demonstrated your love and uh, your kindness and your goodness to the family and uh, to the Clark family and to all those. Um, and, uh, and so please, please this week, please this week, and I'll say this online, please this week, why don't you just give uh, Brandy and the kids a call and just say, hey, I'm thinking about you and we're praying for you and just encourage them, just encourage them. And you say, well, how do you know? Because she said, she said, please tell them that they can come by and that they can uh, call me and text me and just tell them it's okay. And, uh, and so I, I want to get that word out to you. I love you this morning, and I so appreciate you. And I had plans, and God has a way of changing our plans. Isn't that unique that God changes our plans and but I had planned on sharing uh, uh, from uh, Ezekiel, and we were going to go into a series on the book of Ezekiel or the life of Ezekiel. And uh, for some reason, well, you know the reason, God has just kind of ordered our steps a little different this morning. And I believe even with that song that we just sang, or those songs that we sang, and that one especially in the end, that God has ordered our steps just a little bit different today. So I'm going to share uh, no notes, nothing written down. I'm going to share from the Word of God. And, uh, and, of course, I always share from the Word of God, but I always have notes usually. But God just saw it different today. And I want you to turn with me to John, the 13th chapter. St. John, the 13th chapter. And we're, we're not going to be reading uh, a lot from the 13th chapter, maybe a verse or two. And then we're going to go into the 14th chapter and then uh, just going to be sharing a little bit. I felt like the Lord just kind of, I just felt impressed or I felt the, the, the need or the heaviness or whatever term you want to call it, just to kind of speak and refocus our attention on the promise of God. God has given us promise after promise after promise, and I know that, uh, that God fulfills every promise, every promise in his word. And, uh, and I know that for you and for me, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions. And sometimes we ask the questions, why? And, you know, we don't understand. And, and God is okay with that. Did you know that? That God is okay with all the questions you have, and, and, and it's okay to say, God, I just don't understand. I, I thought it was going to be this way, but it, it just didn't work out that way. It is okay with God to come before him with your questions. 
And if you will be sincere and approach him with a right spirit and a right attitude, knowing that he is God Almighty, knowing that he is Lord, that he is sovereign, that he is good, that he loves you, and he really cares about you, I challenge you, God probably will, he's either going to give you an answer to your question, or he's going to give you the peace of God that passeth all understanding that you'll say, God, I still don't understand, but I trust you. I trust you. And so I want us to look at the life of Jesus and the life of the disciples for just a moment. In John, the 13th chapter, we find where Jesus is at the very end of his uh, physical ministry, the, the earthly ministry here on this earth. He's at the very end of his three and a half year of ministry before he's going to be crucified uh, on the cross. He's going to pay the, the debt for our sin. He is going to be sacrificed, and there on the cross when he dies, when he's sacrificed, and he uh, gives up the ghost, gives up his spirit, the Bible says the, he, his last words were, it is finished. It is finished. And the work was done for you and I. Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins, to redeem our lives from destruction. The fact is that we were all born sinners. The fact is that all of us fall short of the glory of God. The fact is there is none that is good but one, and that is God and Christ. And so I would love to tell you today I have been good, good, good. But I'm going to tell you today God has been good, good, good. And if you see any good in me, it's really not Randy. It's Jesus living in me. That's doing the good. It's, that's really who it is. Because Jesus made it clear to me, <laughs> buddy, there's really no good in you. I'm the one that's good. And, and, and so Jesus is, is working in our lives. He died and was a, was a sacrifice for our sins. And, and of course, the, the Bible makes it clear that if we confess our sins and we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is faithful and just to forgive us. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and make us whole. Bring us into a relationship with him. And so Jesus is, is getting ready to go to the cross. And he's meeting with his disciples in the upper room. And as he's meeting with his disciples in the upper room, it's amazing that Jesus begins to take a basin. He begins to take a bowl or a basin of water and he begins to kneel down in front of every disciple. And as he kneels down in front of every disciple, he begins to wash their feet. And as he's washing their feet, he comes to Peter, and Peter said, you're not washing my feet. Now, I don't know if his feet were real dirty or stinky or what, but he just looked at him and he said, you're not washing my feet. And Jesus looked at him and he said, if I don't wash your feet... You don't understand what I'm doing right now, but you will understand. But if I don't wash your feet, you're not going to have any part with me. And, of course, Peter responded. He said, oh, Lord, don't just wash my feet. Wash me all over. And, of course, Jesus said, there's no need for you to be washed all over. There's no need. I'm just, you just, just going to wash your feet. And, of course, Jesus was trying to teach a principle. You see, the principle that Jesus was trying to teach was that of a servant, that of servanthood, because there would be the slave or the servant of the house that when you walked into the house, you would, the servant would wash your feet because of all the dust and the dirt and, and the grime and everything on your feet. They would wash your feet as you come into the house, and, and they haven't done that. And so Jesus teaches them a principle of serving one another. 
that in my kingdom, in my kingdom, we are going to serve one another. We're going to look out for the good of each other. We're going to meet the needs of each other. We're going to serve each other. And so Jesus washes the disciples' feet, and as he's washing the disciples' feet and they're having breaking bread, Jesus begins to tell the disciples what's going to happen. He says, I want you to know I'm fixing to be betrayed. And not only does he tell them that he's going to be betrayed, he says, I'm going to be betrayed by one of you. One of you are going to betray me, is going to betray me. And of course, John and looked at Peter and he said, or, or Peter looked at John and said, ask him which one. Ask him which one. Who in the world would, would betray him? Ask him which one. And, and Jesus kind of responds and he says, the one that dips his finger with me, the bread with me, and the wine is the one that's going to betray me. And of course, it was Judas. And Jesus looks at Judas and he says, do what you do, do it quickly. And Jesus, or a Jesus, a Judas gets up and he leaves and he goes out and the disciples didn't understand. They didn't understand what was going on and, and so Jesus begins to uh, uh, talk to them and he, and he says this, now is the Son of Man glorified. Now is the Son of Man glorified and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. And then he says, my children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now where I'm going, you cannot come. And the disciples begin to have questions. They begin to wonder, what in the world is he talking about? Why can't we go with him? And then Peter makes this bold, audacious statement. Jesus, I'll die for you. I'll die for you. And Jesus looks at Peter and he said, Peter, will you really? Will you really die for me? I mean, will you really give your all for, to, for me? And, 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 and then he says, he says, will you really lay down your life for me? And then he says something that startles Peter. And he says, I tell you, before the rooster crows three times, you're going to deny me. And a lot of times we stop there. We stop. Because that's the end of chapter 13. But in the original writings, there was no chapters, there was no verses. So we can't stop there when Jesus looks at Peter and says, you're going to deny me. But he goes on to say immediately following that, do not let your hearts be troubled. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm 63 years old. And I have never seen a time in the world that we are living in today. Now, there may have been times like this, and I'm sure there were. But in my generation, in my lifetime, I have never seen the world like it is today. I've never seen a pandemic until this one. I've never seen what's going on in the world like it is today. But I believe if Jesus were here today, and he is, he would say, don't let your hearts be troubled. 
Don't be troubled by all the pandemic. Don't be troubled by all the things that you're seeing in Afghanistan. Don't be troubled by what you're seeing in your government. Don't be troubled by all the things that you're seeing in the world. Don't even be troubled by what the devil is doing. Don't be troubled by all the things that you see. And then he says this statement. He said, don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe, trust in God or believe in God. Believe in God and believe also in me. And so he's talking to his disciples and he said, listen, things are are fixing to transpire. Things are fixing to take place that you're not going to understand. You're not going to grasp. You're not going to know what really is going on. And you don't know what God's doing in the foreground or in the background. You don't know what he's doing back on stage. You don't know all of that. But I'm telling you, even though you deny me, Peter, you just believe me. You trust me. You trust me. Don't let your heart be troubled by what you see and what you feel and what you go through. Trust me. Believe in me. And so I want to challenge you today that in spite of all the things that are going, let's refocus our attention. Let's refocus our mindset. Instead of watching CNN and Fox News and all of, all of these other news stations and all the stuff that's going on, why don't we refocus and listen to what God says? Why don't we refocus and say, God, what are you speaking to me in this hour, in this chaos, in this pandemic, in all the things that are going on in my life? God, what are you speaking to me? And I believe Jesus would say, believe in me. Believe in me. But he doesn't even just stop there. He says, he tells him about the future. And I, I shared this just a little bit yesterday, but I, I kind of just wanted, I just felt impressed to share it again. He said, in my father's house are many mansions. In my father's house are many mansions or rooms. You can use, use either one. I like the word mansion better. I don't want just a room. I want a mansion. <laughs> anyway, but in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And then he says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Now, I want you to get that. I'm going to prepare a place for you. Refocus. Refocus on eternity. Refocus on the things that are to come. Not the present situation in the world. Not what may happen in this world. But I want you to refocus on what I'm doing for you. I want you to know that I've gone away. I'm going away. And if I go away, he goes on to say, he goes on to tell us today, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. And so he tells him, listen, I'm going away. But I'm telling you, if I go away, I am going to return. I'm going to return. And, of course, the angels, when Jesus did ascend after his crucifixion and and resurrection, and he lived here for 40 days, when he ascended, the angel told the disciples that were watching him, and he said, listen, in the same way that you saw him go up into the clouds, he is going to return. So I believe that Jesus is going to do just exactly what he said he was going to do. But right now, he said, and if I go away, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Now, I can only imagine 
what kind of place God is preparing for us when it's been 2,000 years almost. Can you imagine? How many has ever been to the Biltmore House? I mean, the Biltmore House. We went last year, I think it was last October, we went to the Biltmore House, first time we'd ever been. And that, that place was magnificent, the architectural work and, 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 and all the rooms. and the, It was just so beautiful. And I thought, how in the world did they build this without the engineering that we have today and the equipment that we have today? Yeah, how did they do this? And, of course, I've been in construction, and I was just awed by all the work and everything. Can you imagine what God is preparing for you that's taken almost over 2,000 years to prepare. But God said, Jesus said, if I go to prepare, if I go, I go to prepare a place for you. So I think that God is speaking to us today and he said, listen, you need to refocus. Don't refocus on this world, your life just in this world. Refocus on eternity. What does God say about eternity? You see, when you die, you live. The moment that Clay passed away on Tuesday around 6.30, the moment he passed, he stepped into eternity and he took his first breath in the presence of God. First breath. You see, Clay and those that have gone before us are living in eternity. And eternity is promised for each and every one of us. All of mankind is going to live for eternity. But the amazing thing is, is God gives you a freedom of choice to choose where you want to live. And so Jesus says, listen, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. And then Thomas Lord, we don't know where you're going. In fact, Jesus says before that, he says, you know the way to the place where I'm going. And Thomas says, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus responds, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And Jesus made it clear that I'm leaving. But don't focus on the present, focus on the future. And I want you to understand that I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again, that where I am, there you may be also. And Thomas says, well, we want to know how to get there. And Jesus says, you really want to know? I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. So you need to refocus. Are you walking in a relationship? Now, listen. I don't like religion. Religion is lifeless. Religion is legalistic. Religion, I, I, in fact, I'm going to tell you, the older I get, the more I hate religion. But I love relationships. I love relationships with my family. I love relationships with you. I love relationships with people. And I love a relationship with a loving God. 
And Jesus died on the cross to forgive me of my sin and forgive you of your sin so we could have a relationship, so we could be reconciled, so we could be redeemed, so we could have a relationship with God. You see, when Adam, when God created Adam and Eve and put them in the garden, God walked with them. God walked among them. God, they had a relationship. They talked one to another. They, they fellowshiped together. And you see, God, when, that, when, that, when Adam disobeyed and they sinned, that, that, that sin broke the fellowship with God. And God longed, God longed to have fellowship with his creation. He longed to have fellowship with you. And so he made a way for you and I to be reconciled to the Father through Jesus Christ. Or through Jesus Christ to the Father. So that we can have a relationship. Relationship. And Jesus was saying, listen, I'm the way. If you want to have a relationship with God, I'm the way to have that relationship. I love the fact that even God prophesied of that and through his prophecy, he said, I will write my laws upon your heart. I'm going to give you, a, instead of a heart of stone, I'm going to give you a heart of flesh. I'm going to give you a heart where I can write my laws into your life so you can have a relationship with me. And so Jesus is saying, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Believe me. Peter, you're going to deny me, but I'm telling you, it's not over. And your life is going to change, and your season's going to change, and things are going to be different when I'm gone, but I want you to know, if you'll believe in me, if you'll trust in me, if you'll refocus, instead of refocus, instead of focusing on the circumstance and the situation in the world, if you will refocus on eternity and the promise that I'm giving to you, you can have joy. Look what he said in, 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 in there later on in that chapter, verse chapter 20, uh, 14, I'm sorry, chapter 14 and verse 25. He said all this, he was talking to his disciples, and he knew that time was getting ready. He said, all this I have spoken while still with you. But the counselor or the comforter or the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and re will remind you, will remind you of everything I have said to you. And then he says this important passage. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. I've come to the place in my life, and, and, and people have asked me, my wife has even asked me. She says, you, you just don't seem to show much emotion sometimes. And whether she's given me a gift or whatever, she says, you know, I said, you know, and, and she constantly asks me, are you okay? Are you okay this weekend? Are you okay? Are you doing okay? And a lot of people ask me that, and we ask each other that, and, and we always use the phrase, I'm, I'm okay. Well, I'm going to tell you, the reason that I'm okay is because of this promise. That's the reason. I mean, when my dad passed away, Almost five years, a little five years ago when my dad passed away, my wife said, are you okay? And, and I did cry. And I'm going to tell you, when Clay passed away, I cried. You just didn't see me, but I did. 
Sometimes you may have seen me. But my point is, I can honestly say I'm okay. Do I grieve? Yes, I grieve. Am I concerned? Yes, I'm concerned. Do I like what I see in the world? No, I don't like what I see in the world. But he says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Because you see, the only time you can have peace in the world by the world's means is when there's no conflict. There's conflict in our lives and there's conflict in our world. But even in the midst of conflict, Jesus said, my peace I give to you. And today I have perfect peace. In fact, one passage says, that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. So I feel like God is saying to us today, refocus. Refocus your attention. And don't forget about eternity. Don't focus just on the things of this life, this, that, what we know as this life, because there are seasons. Last night I had my son and daughter over with all the grandkids. And my mother... In law and her husband. No, I'm just kidding. Father in law, my father in law. I love him. I really do. I had everybody over there. My mom was over there last night. And I'm in a different season of life. I'm in a different season. But God is saying, listen. Whatever season of life you're in, you can have peace and you can have joy. And when things get real hectic and things get chaotic and everything falls apart, refocus. Refocus your minds. Because if you will refocus your minds, God says, I will keep you in perfect peace when your mind is focused on me. And I feel like that's what God is wanting to say to us today. Refocus. Believe in me. Trust in me. This is not all there is to life. In fact, I thought about the Bible says that, and help me, Judd, that our life is like a vapor. Is that right? Yeah. It's like a vapor. It's here one moment, then vanishes. And he's, what he's talking about is our physical life. It's just for a moment. Can you imagine comparing if God permits me to live to 70 years old or however, whatever age? Can you imagine what eternity is like compared to 70 years? It's a vapor. It's just a vapor. So I need to focus on the things that are eternal and the things that are important. And the things that are important is your relationship with God, your relationship with people, not religion, relationship with God, your relationship with people, and the promises that God has made to you. Derek, where are you at? Would you come? I don't see him. Praise team.
Mason, would you come? So today, amidst all the chaos and the heaviness and all the things that are taking place, I want you to close your eyes for just a moment. And I want you to listen to the words that Jesus says again. Do not let your hearts be troubled. As you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. So I want to ask you in closing, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you know him? I don't want you to know about him. I want you to know him. Because as you know him, as you know him, you develop a relationship with him. And it's that relationship with him. Knowing him, not of him, knowing him. That assures you that you will be with him throughout eternity. And I know that all of us are in different seasons in life right now. And I know that all of us are heavy because of what we feel and what we see. But I believe that God would say, don't let your heart be troubled. Refocus. Refocus. Focus on eternity. Focus on your relationship with me. Refocus. Because I'm coming back to take you to a place that I have prepared for you throughout eternity. And if you look to Revelation, it even tells you there's not going to be any sickness. There's not going to be any pain. There's not going to be any suffering. I can't imagine a world without pain because ever since I've been in the world, we've seen pain. Can you imagine a world without pain, without sickness, without division, without confusion? A world where there's perfect peace? That's what God is preparing for you and for us that accept Him as our Lord and Savior. So would you stand? And I just want you to close your eyes. You're going to sing this song again. Believe. And I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord. Doesn't matter if I'm in valleys low or mountains high, I believe that I'm going to see the goodness of God. And I want to challenge you this morning, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, and you say, well, how do I receive Him? How do I invite Him into my heart and my life? How do I know Him? All you have to do is say, Jesus, I believe in You. I believe that what you did on the cross was sufficient to wash away every sin in my life. And I receive you 
and the sacrifice that you made for me, I receive you into my life. And I believe that what you did was enough to wash away every sin, every stain, and make me whole again. And when you pray that prayer and believe in your heart that Jesus was right, was enough, you will have eternal life. And the Bible goes on to say that death, sickness, disease, famine, it doesn't matter, can never separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. What a beautiful promise that God has given to you and I today. So I challenge you, encourage you, why not just ask Jesus to come in and be Lord of your life receive him and I'm telling you it will change your life for eternity not just for here but for eternity throughout this altar is open if you'd like to pray I'd love to pray with you this morning that you leave the service today just kind of lifted up and that whatever may be going on in your life that you say I believe I still believe I'm still confident that I'm going to see the goodness of God. I believe that with all my heart today. I want you to believe it. I want you to leave knowing that God has you in the palm of his hand. Whatever you face, whatever you go through, God's got it. And God's got you, more importantly. God's got it, but God's got you. And God's going to be with you all the way through eternity. Father, I thank you for the day. I thank you for those that were here and those that are watching. God, I just pray that we will be lifted up and encouraged in you. And I know, God, that sometimes the weight gets heavy. But Lord, would you just kind of lighten the weight today as we refocus, refocus upon you, that we trust you and believe in you, and that we realize that this is not all there is to life, that real life is for eternity in the presence of you. Speak life, speak peace, speak joy into every individual. And God, may you be glorified in our lives. God, we pray your blessings upon each and every one in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the St. Mary's Church Podcast. If you made a decision to follow Jesus today or have more questions about following Jesus, we have pastors who want to talk with you. Connect with us at stmaryschurch.net or through social media on Facebook or Instagram. We can't wait to hear what Jesus is doing in you.